Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Jared Morgan. Jared Morgan is the founder and chief strategy officer of Measure Learning, the parent company of ProctorU. Jared has been a leader in the education technology field for over 16 years and pioneered the online proctoring industry as the founder of ProctorU, now known as Measure Learning. Jared is an inspiring entrepreneur, award-winning business leader, keynote speaker, and chief strategist for the world's leading online testing company. Jared founded ProctorU in 2008 and in 2020 led the company through its merger and evolution into measure learning. Well, good afternoon, Jared. Welcome to the show. So great to be here. Thank you for having me, Brian. You bet, Jared. This is exciting. We get to get some airwaves here this afternoon, and then we get to turn around and spread this out to 30 different syndicated podcast platforms. So I'm really jazzed to learn more about you tonight. So Jared, let's jump right into these questions. You've got quite the career in technology, senior advisor, board member. Now you're the founder and chief strategy officer for Measure Learning. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that question. I don't get a lot of opportunities to tell this story. Um, you know, I didn't come from a background of, you know, corporate board members and um, or, or certainly entrepreneurs or anything like that. I mean, it just really wasn't a part of the environment that I came from. Uh, very blue collar background and, you know, coming up from sort of Northwest Florida and where there were, you know, a lot of things there, but not a lot of people uh, running startup businesses and tech startups. And so I had to kind of learn on the fly. And one of the things I figured out through the years was you really can't overstate how valuable it is to surround yourself with the right people. And what I mean by that is surrounding yourself with people um, who hopefully have done it before. Um, and if they haven't done it before, they certainly have enough of the skill sets that you know you need to move forward um, that you can learn from. And, and it's I'm sort of delighted to not be the smartest guy in the room, right? Because there's, um, I, I just feel like you can learn something from everybody that you interact with. And the more open I was to surrounding myself with people that I thought were motivated or, um, you know, helping somebody out who's further along in their career. Um, that was always really, uh, really important. It was always really impactful to sort of find people that I can learn from. And you don't, you can't necessarily learn from a person forever. Like there's usually a limit from how much you can learn from that person, but being able to find someone and work together with them was always really impactful for me, especially early in my career and helped me sort of grow into where I am now. And then the, the other thing that I found that that was really valuable early in my career and is especially valuable today is uh, the power of getting aligned. And what I mean by that is, you know, making sure that you understand what the mission is, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, that you can clearly articulate it and you know how to measure that thing. So if it's more sales or if it's starting a business or if you're running a charity, you know, what are, how do you know what success looks like and make sure everybody agrees on that, what that goal is. And then you kind of agree on how you're going to measure it. And it just sort of takes away a lot of the opportunity for mistakes or for misunderstandings or arguments in the future. This is how we're going to judge ourselves of whether or not we're going to be successful. This is what's important to you. This is what's important to me. Um, and it's not going to be emotional if we are or are not hitting our goal. We can be very objective about that. That's always been a really big help for me um, is to, to find the right people, work with really good people, and then make sure that I get aligned. Uh, towards the same goals with them. I love that. And I think the single most important resource, and you've heard this 
throughout your career, right, is is people, uh, especially within your your business or your organization. And you're absolutely right. At every level of the spectrum, uh, we learn from people. And I'm so glad you're sharing that and what you've learned through your journey. So, Jared, let's switching gears to this lockdown, right, or the pandemic. We've all had to make these sacrifices and personally and within our business. But what are your plans for business growth going forward? And will it be any different than during the lockdown? Yeah, I mean, the in many ways, the pandemic was a validation of our uh, value proposition. I mean, if, if you're not familiar with measure learning and and what we do, our, our sort of our flagship product is ProctorU. It's an online version of monitoring someone taking a test and proctoring an exam. And so instead of going to a test center to sit down and do it on the paper, we have a service where you connect with someone um, and they interact with you and you get them. They make sure you're not cheating. They make sure that you're uh, you understand the rules and all that. So it's like administering an exam, but but doing it over a webcam over the internet. That was always like a convenience thing for the first, you know, 10-ish years of us existing. But uh, once the pandemic came out, it was a validation of the fact that we did not have to physically be there and how valuable that could be in that moment. And so the plans for us going forward is to sort of take what we learned in 2020. There were a lot of organizations that used us for the first time uh, and have all, all sorts of data. So this giant unintentional case study on what organizations can actually use us in, in mass at scale and do it effectively. And we found that a lot of the organizations that thought maybe they would never get to a fully online distribution of an exam um, are now using us uh, more than they're using the traditional uh, methods to going to a test center, going to a campus. And I've had many organizations tell us, that they can't imagine going back to their users and their constituents and saying, we're going to take this modality away from you now. Now you got to go back to physical presence in order to take an exam. You just couldn't imagine in this new world taking that away. And so where we're at today is helping organizations make sense of what 2022 looks like. What is 2023 going to look like? What is 2030 going to look like? And I I don't even use the phrase post COVID anymore because who knows what that even means. But as we sort of make sense with this becoming something that's always going to be around in some form for, for the foreseeable future, how do we have, you know, the phrase business continuity came up a lot, a lot in the last couple of years. How do we make sure that the organizations we're working with, whether it's, you know, the law school admissions exam, or it's the TOEFL exam or the GRE, or it's a midterm and final at a university. How do we make sure that organization has business continuity? Because I don't think the average, you know, the, the average person will be as forgiving when you have to shut your organization down every time we have a new wave of some kind of whatever it is, natural disaster, disease, whatever. I don't think people are going to be as forgiving anymore. We kind of, everybody got a mulligan in 2020. Now you're expected to have backup plans and trying to help organizations figure out what those backup plans are and make sure that they make it a part of their everyday sort of planning that this kind of modality is always available. And if people stop being comfortable going into a physical environment, they can quickly shift into uh, an online distribution without really without any friction. Thank you. And, and you're right. You've got to start. It's all about the planning, but you know, you kind of laid out, you know, what you need to be doing as far as business continuity and, and moving ahead for, you never know what's going to hit us again. Right. Could be another pandemic down the road. So exactly. You got to have a plan, right? I mean, I think that's, that's the thing that we sort of preach is, you know, you have to, it's not acceptable to not have a plan 
for your normal, either your supply chain or your, your distribution to your customers. It's not okay to have single points of failure anymore. It's not okay to say if the physical, you know, whatever part of my business goes away, I can't operate. You have to start working through backup plans. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. So Jared, this is where we kind of get into a little bit of the tech. You're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies within your tech stack. Is there anything you might be able to share with us today? Sure. You know, there's not necessarily a specific tool or technique that I think is is coming that that hasn't already been talked about quite a bit in our industry. The one thing I think that's really interesting that we're learning in 2021 and, and really learned, or excuse me, it's 2022 now. What did we learn in 2021 was it's important not just to find all of the gadgets and widgets and things that you can technologically put into your platform, but it's also important to to gauge how it's going to be used and whether or not the customer actually wants that. And if putting that into your product is actually a net benefit to anyone. And so what we kind of found out was, you know, for years, the the prevailing wisdom in our space was the more technology you can bake into the process, the better this is going to be. What we found over the last couple of years is a surge of people started using our services that had never used it before. While there might be a lot of technological techniques that we could use, there was an inflection point that you had to say where some technology, the more technology you put into the process, didn't always make users more comfortable. And what we found, especially in our space, was people... Uh, might be okay with an algorithm deciding um, how you get from your house to the store if you use Google Maps and and you know little tasks like that. But people are not comfortable with an algorithm deciding their fate on an examination. And um, we've had to make sure as we build for the future that we weigh what we can do and what we're trying to accomplish with what is proper and what people actually are comfortable with. And that's a delicate dance, right? I think you have to talk to your users. You have to talk to your stakeholders um, and try to make sure that you bring everybody together and understand that just because you can do something technologically doesn't mean that it's actually going to be a value add in the end if you add it to your service. Thank you for sharing that. That really is important. And I love how you are leveraging technology and not leaving just everything in the hands of technology, as as you mentioned. So, Jared, last question here. Can you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in tech or entrepreneurship? I would be I would be honored to do that. So. If you're out there and you're thinking that you want uh, a career in tech or you want to be an entrepreneur or worse, you want to be a tech entrepreneur, right? I said it before, surrounding yourself with good people is important, but more so, I can't stress enough how impactful it can be for you to just speak up for yourself. And and what I mean by that is one of the biggest moments of my career, uh, when I was 19 years old, I was working at the sheriff's department in uh, the Scamby County, Florida, and I was you know, sweeping floors in the IT department and fixing broken mice, and keyboards and doing doing grunt work. Right. And uh, an article came out in the paper that the sheriff's department was going to be releasing uh, a new website and they had all these plans for it. And I knew just from kind of watching that they, they didn't have this plan fully baked out yet on how they were going to build it. And so I walked into my boss's office and I brought the newspaper and I said, hey, I read this article that you guys are going to be building a new website. And he said, yeah. And I said, I can do this for you. And he looked at me sort of funny. And then he just picked up the phone and he said, I have an idea. And the next thing I knew, I was running the website for the the sheriff's department for that county because nobody else really knew how to do it. And I had sort of been like a like a webmaster, which is a 90s term. Right. But the the value in that moment for me was 
um, there's some real power in recognizing when there's a problem to solve and just speaking up and saying, Hey, you know what? I'll go solve that problem. And you learn from that. You learn techniques, you learn what works, you learn what doesn't. Uh, and being a problem solver and understanding the goal that people are trying to achieve is the way that you move forward in your career. Every organization that you're in is going to have a series of problems that they're trying to solve. And if you can show yourself as a person that will roll up their sleeves and solve that problem, whether it's in the tech industry or whether it's in any industry, that is the way to move up in an organization um, and ultimately find yourself with enough experience that you can do something on your own. It's about making sure that you can solve problems and people identify that you're a problem solver. I love those stories. We, we all have them, right? And yeah. it's, you know, sometimes they say it's the right opportunity at the right time, but honestly, it's, it's you taking initiative and believing in yourself. And these are the stories that we love to share out with our audience. Uh, these are true, true gems that uh, you can't find this anywhere. You can't pay all the money in the world to get this type of uh you know, knowledge and stories that we get to share out with the world. So thank you. And Jared, last thing, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Uh, it was a pleasure for me too, Brian. Um, thank you for letting me talk to your listeners today and and uh, hope, to, hope to talk again soon. Bye for now. Bye for now.